It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. C.J. Stroud's preseason debut and other standouts from early preseason slate is coming your way today on the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day. And a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who would never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Football has made it onto our television. It's not just the Hall of Fame game football. Right. But like multiple games in the same day of new football are here, Joe. It was a, uh, yeah, we, we did make it, um, but it's this hard thing for me every year where I got to start staying awake past 10 o'clock. Well, you know, we, we got to get in game shape too. Right. And I, I am not in shape for us as mid thirties parents is (laughs) nine o'clock does not mean crawl your rear end in bed with a book or your laptop and putts around for an hour at best, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta be, we gotta be dialed into like, if the dolphins or bills are playing two, 3 AM. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we got to turn our whole calendar upside down here. So it is a bit of an adjustment, but it's, if, if that's the struggle that we have to deal with, take it, let's start training now. Right, All I yeah. know is there's a, Hashtag no free pub, but you get some some caffeine in your life, and you're right back on the horse. I have I found just, yeah. I have found an electrolyte beverage that I like. I'm not doing the uh, the the energy drinks, but there's a there's a good electrolyte be- beverage that I like. Gives me. I'll have to beer. ask you off air, but yeah, no free pub. Hashtag, no free hashtag pub. no free pub. But yeah. okay, cool. Well, we had uh, CJ Stroud. Speaking of an adjustment, it was tough. Tough go last night for CJ Stroud, which is fine. It's abundantly fine. But things look like they were pretty fast for him out there. I mean, you're watching him play. You're right. He never looked comfortable. Things looked fast. It was it was a rough go for him. But my prevailing thought when watching CJ Stroud was like, thank God he's getting these reps. This is this is the time to realize what you need to do to execute at the NFL level. And mm-hmm. nothing can replicate a game situation. No practice, 
no joint practices, inter-squad scrimmages. You got to play games. And I thought for C.J. Stroud, obviously, I mean, like, obviously this does not define his career in any way, no. shape, or form. But I think it'll be fine. Yeah, getting that exposure is so healthy for him and necessary. And, and obviously you'd love for him to go out there and just have all the confidence in the world and see it slow and just make great decisions to put the ball on guys. That didn't happen. But that's what the preseason's for. That's what debut game one is for. And, you know, we're looking for growth from this point forward. So he obviously had the interception to Jalen Mills. Mm -hmm. And that was one where Mills never really had any other threat. So he could just kind of squat on it. But I thought the prevailing thought between that play, the one sack that he took, and then there was a completion to the left. His first one. It, the one that was late. Late, yeah, right? his first throw. Yeah, it was three hours late. Yeah, where the, it's you get soft coverage up to the top. You're running an outbreaking pattern. And if your eyes are there and your back foot hits the ground and the ball comes out, you can get that in rhythm. He potentially turns up the sideline, gets a first down. But he got to it so late that the receiver had kind of stopped, re-squared to the line of scrimmage, and it's a catch and tackled situation where it was just not within the rhythm of the play. So I think those are really good embodiments of, like you were talking about, the speed of the game, not being able to replicate that anywhere else. And, like, that's okay. That's part of being a rookie quarterback. Now, if Anthony Richardson or Bryce Young plays and they light up a first-team defense, I'm sure that will create totally healthy and well-perspective conversation about the rookie quarterbacks and who went where. But um, – I wasn't expecting heaven and earth from CJ Stroud. We didn't get heaven and earth from CJ Stroud, but I think it's the perfect embodiment of the acclimation that has to happen, especially with that Ohio state offense, right? Mm -hmm. Where so much of that offense is option and choice routes where you, know, you are by design holding the ball a little longer. Well, this is a, Shanahan's system with Bobby Slowick that is a very rhythm and timing based offense. So mm -hmm. like that transition's a big one. So I'm yeah. not surprised that it looked fast and it will continue to look fast until he continues to get more reps. Yeah, it's a good that's a really good dynamic to bring up the contrast between Ohio State and Bobby Slowick and it's very different. And I yeah. unfortunately I think a lot of the stuff that if there were doubters for CJ Stroud, I think you, you you saw what you, I wouldn't want to say wanted to see, but you kind of saw the stuff that you were concerned about. Right. Um, you you want to see if you're more worried about a being right than a player realizing yeah. their dream and having success. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> if you are a Houston Texans fan, you are probably pretty excited about what you saw from Tank Dell. Tank Dell, baby. Guy was balling out there, man, running routes, putting guys in the blender, made that ridiculous catch for the touchdown. Um. He was a factor, right? I mean, he had a decent amount of volume in the game and uh, showcased himself well. How about that catch from Tyquan Thornton, too, on the other side of the ball with, with New England, just talking about receivers. But I think the thing with Tank, there was very little question whether Tank at Dell could run routes or whether Tank Dell was fast, right? I think the, the big hurdle with Tank Dell with his stature is – is he an inside or outside only receiver? And if he's an inside only receiver, does that hurt his value? And then the durability component of just being such a small frame guy. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that Tank Dell bowled, and I hope he stays healthy. Yeah. 
But that's, I think that's where the questions were with Tank Dell was not necessarily, is he any good? You know, he's <laughs> dude's a straight up baller. It's yeah. just a question of, of what ESPN, shame on me for having the box score up so I could correctly reference everybody's. Um, you heard that? I didn't hear it. No. So I think, really, yeah, whatever you did, you worked out. Yeah. Was, you know how ESPN you have the webs the web pages open start and they'll playing, randomly yeah. start playing videos after it's been open for twenty minutes. Yeah, that just happened to me, so I had to panic close the browser. Oh, I, I think I think you got away with it. So, well, the worldwide leader does not want me to heap any more praise on Tank Dell. Um, about Christian Gonzalez. Yeah. What do you think? I had some, uh, I had some, I had some thoughts. Wh- well, so first round pick of the Patriots, I thought yeah. there was that first play was was kind of indicative of of how things went, where it's like, OK, even that's kind of like the cornerback version of CJ Stroud to an extent where hey, things mm-hmm. happen quicker. And you got to go. And I thought yeah. it was a good it was a good moment for him. And that I, I don't know what receiver caught the ball. Uh, it might have been. I don't I Was it Collins? Was it, was it Nico? Yeah, I think, I think it, it might have been Nico. Collins. And it was like. Christian Gonzalez, you need to close and trigger and, and make this tackle. And but no, Collins kind of brought the boom and had a nice little yak opportunity there. And it's like, okay, close, play faster, be confident, trust what you're seeing, and go. And then he had that, I guess it was classified as a forced fumble, where the yeah. broadcast was absolutely convinced it was an incomplete pass. Right. Well, the Patriots through. broadcast for sure, oh, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> The Bob's Discount Furniture Studio, so so and cringe. Absolutely, kick rocks. Cringe. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at it, and this is how you know it's not a good like active like partnership or sponsorship. I'm sitting here wondering why is why is the discount furniture guy giving commentary on the game? I didn't realize he was just a part of the broadcast. I thought he, I actually thought he was from Bob's Discount Furniture. There's not a lot to say about because that, the Bob's but... Discount Furniture, like the backdrop, is Bob's Discount Furniture. It's not New England Patriots with like a logo of Bob's Discount Furniture to indicate that they're sponsoring the studio. So I'm like, what is this guy, <laughs> Bob from down the ha- down by the harbor, giving a commentary on the the Pats game? I'm like, what? Why is he talking about the game? It turns out he's a part of the broadcast. But the way that they had built Bob's Discount Furniture Studio had me very much under the impression that he was just a furniture guy. Yeah. Um, he had Christian Gonzalez had that route with that crosser. That again, it's the same thing when you're in man coverage or zone match or whatever specifically the coverage was because we haven't seen the all twenty two yet. But he was responsible for that player, and that player takes across across the middle of the field. You got to go. Right. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of separation for a crossing route. And he kind of drifted upfield a little bit. And then he kind of got back down into the pocket and tried to click and close. And what receiver takes three, four steps before he punches the ball out ends up being a catch with a fumble out of bounds for a first down. Mm -hmm. Like just those little things where, again, I think the speed of I agree with you. Christian Gonzalez's play was the microcosm of the transition that that position has to tackle to go to the NFL and have success. I have a couple more things I'd like to say about this game after a quick word from LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. 
LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. And folks, it is so easy to create a free job post over at LinkedIn Jobs. And then once you do, add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. And then simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Sorry, we got on a little tangent there about yeah. Bob's Discount Furniture. So it's exactly what they want is we're, we're, we're yeah. here on a podcast right into talking it. about Bob's Discount Furniture. So well played, I suppose, but go ahead. Uh, how about Keon White in this game? Very active, man. The explosiveness, yes. the athleticism that we all knew he had showed up. I mean, you want to talk about a guy playing fast, a rookie. I think you saw that from Keon White, who looks like he's going to fit right into this New England Patriots defensive line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much um, not asked to do too much, right? It became very simple and elementary. It's you're going to line up on the end and just execute. You're going to yeah. you're going to attack. And that yielded very positive results and good reactive athleticism from Keon white too. When they tried to roll out outside of him yep. and, and the, the redirect there to, to contest that throw, I thought was a really good look for him too. The last thing I had down here is Malik Cunningham, man. I had fun watching Malik there at the end of that game, kind of playing mm-hmm. receiver and quarterback for the Patriots. He came in. I was, it was like, I was watching Malik Cunningham at, at Louisville playing against Duke. You know what I mean? Right. Doing the runs, a couple of good timing throws, um, the touchdown run. I mean, it was it was fun. He was balling out there. And those are the I'll tell you what, like those type of backup quarterbacks are that is just my cup of tea. Like, give me Malik Cunningham, give me Tyler Huntley, give me that breed of backup quarterback and miss me with like the Matt Barkley's of the world and the Nate Petermans, I, I whatever other crappy Bills low tools <laughs> quarterbacks have existed behind Josh Allen. Give me somebody that can introduce a little chaos to the game with their athleticism and, and you know, their ability to make throws. Uh, the throw that he had on the rollout too should have been close. Was, was a dime, right? That should have been a touchdown. Throw. And the Pats have been going for this kind of play. I remember they, they poached, what was it? Malcolm Perry. Yeah, the Navy the, dude, the Navy quarterback who was with the Dolphins yeah. and played wide receiver. Like they, they signed him. They're trying to make him be a multi-tool player. I think they got one. I think the question is just does the do the numbers add up for him to take the roster spot? But yeah, we met him at the uh, Mobile and good, good dude. So yeah. obviously rooting for him to uh, make the most of that opportunity with New England for sure. And we got we got to shout out John Mechie, man, back on the field, caught yes. a pass. I'm glad I'm glad we were focused on Gerard Mayo's shoes, though. Could, couldn't acknowledge that. that moment on the broadcast. Right. Super significant. Yeah. Oh. 
but no. Former star college receiver missed all of last year with leukemia, just caught a pass in the preseason game and the first time he suited up in his NFL career. But let's talk about the combat boots that Gerard Mayo is wearing. I have low expectations for preseason announcers, but that's got to be somewhere in your script, right? <laughs> you got to have a little footnote there right. To, right. to know that that happened. So. Oh, he he caught the ball. Let's, let's acknowledge yeah. how special that moment is for him as a person. Right. Here's the, here's the nugget, right? Here's the production nugget that you should have absolutely had queued up for that moment. But Joe, maybe one of these days we'll call a game. Uh, you know, that might be fun. That'd probably be pretty fun. But we, Who, we, would you be the? I don't. Would I be the play-by-play guy? You'd be the color guy. Is that how that hard. would work? I, I'd love to hear from the listeners on that. Well, or we we might we might have to do a three-man booth and get somebody who's actually play-by-play. Yeah. Maybe. Who would you who would you ideally love to hear us call a game with? Shuby. Who Chris. I want to I want I want to hear from the people. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Chris All is, right. is low hanging fruit. All right. But leave a comment if you're on the YouTube channel and let us know what personalities either within the draft dudes alumni bubble or outside the draft dudes alumni bubble you would love to hear us call a game. Be we'll guys being dudes, I'll tell you that. We also had Seattle and Minnesota. Yep. Which was the game that I had the numbers up for for ESPN before I had the panic close in the first segment. Uh, my lead story is Jake Bobo, Joe. Okay. Dude had a touchdown catch, had a nice chunk gain, made a really good play on the punt team to, to save a ball, to try to save a ball down on the one-yard line. Uh, it ultimately ended up being called a touchback, but um, that's a player that's really interesting to me. And I'm, I'll be fascinated to see in a wide receiver room where you have Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, a first-round pick in Jackson Smith and Jigba, who got a little bit of run in the preseason game mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, how deep do you go in that position? And can Jake Bobo carve out a role? But like Jake Bobo is the kind of receiver because of the special teams element that I think he can bring to the game that I I think is going to be on somebody's 53, especially if he keeps putting out tape, like what he did last night. The guy for me, and it's, it's not like he had a a ton of volume, but just two really nice plays. Jordan Addison, wide receiver from the Vikings, man. Um, He had one 22, 23 yard catch, uh, was able to dig out a low throw. It was a good play, but that, there was a play earlier that I thought it was like a toe tap situation along the sideline. That was 1 million percent a catch, but for whatever reason it wasn't challenged. It was called incomplete. And like, that was the better play and they were both good plays. Mm-hmm. And so I think with Jordan Addison, I mean, first round pick, you have high expectations there, but for him to go make, and my, I, I'm counting that other one as a catch to make two big explosive plays for this, offense has to get you excited i mean especially when you know you have justin jefferson and you know you have tj hawkinson and and a high floor quarterback and kirk cousins so um it's i don't know that jj's had this type of potential compliment i mean late stage adam thielen i don't you know i mean good player but not what i think jordan addison can bring to this to this offense and you know maybe even open up open up more for the guy that you predicted to have two thousand yards this year so here, here's where, if I were to focus on Minnesota, I want to give full transparency. I understand 
the depth of the offensive line is not an especially inspiring group. Okay? You think about Minnesota and what they have behind Darisaw, Cleveland, Bradbury, Ingram, O'Neal, and it's guys like Vidarian Lowe, Chris Reed, Austin Schlotman, Blake Brandle, Ali Udo, Jack Snyder, Josh Sokol, Alan Ali, right? Like, not a lot of really enthusiastic players. But for Minnesota to run the ball and have 3.2 yards per carry and Dwayne McBride to get six carries and 15, and like there's some out there that think Dwayne McBride might actually end up pushing Alexander Madison by the end of the rainbow here in 2023. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was hopeful to see more from Dwayne McBride than I saw in the touches that he got. And I will be watching closely to see, okay, like what does it look like when you've got your actual unit in front of him. Because I, I I don't think this performance of six for 15 um, and, and anything that he showcased really gave you enthusiasm that that's a player that could push to be the starting or featured back at the end of the, at the end of the season. Jalen Rager made some plays. He which did. Which is weird. You kill Harry. I think he, what he had a couple catches, the team that drafted Laquan Treadwell, it just seems to have these other weird first round didn't really work out guys in Jalen Rager and in Kill Harry. I thought that was him, right. <laughs> Cannot quit him. Uh, Boye Mafe for the Seattle Seahawks. That's a name we got to mention. Um, I thought he played fast. He was really good against the run. His hands were active, had that really good contain rep. Um, he's a guy that I know we, we both liked him quite a bit coming out of Minnesota. Yeah. And um, I'm excited for him in year two. I, I mean, think about the Seahawks defense and that guy taking a step would be huge in addition to some of the reinforcements they were able to find this offseason. Luigi Vallon, we got to shout him out too. He made a really, really good play. Yeah, force yep. fumble and all that. So, all right. Well, there's a, a bunch more preseason action coming up this weekend. Kyle and I are going to tell you what we're looking for right after a quick break. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want a quick right, snap. Hold on. Can, I, can I quick snap you? I got to do yeah, that every once in a while. That's, that's fine. Um, one of my favorite things about watching preseason, and you know, look, we're we're draft guys. We've we've when well, we know these players, right? It's so it's kind of always fun to to see some of those names that you scouted and what they're doing. But there's always it feels like every preseason game that I watch. There's a guy where you're like, oh, really? He's there. He's still in the league and he's there. Yeah. That player for me last night was Curtis Weaver. Found his way back to old Brian Flores there with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I, I mean, kind of a rough go for him to this point, but credit to him. He's he's uh, still on a 90-man roster right now. I, I was – this player hasn't been out of it that long. But Matt Landers was that player for me. <laughs> Obviously caught the touchdown pass. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he was what? Arkansas, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that was a fun one uh, for me to see that name pop up. 
as well. And then um, the Houston game, Houston had like Jared Dokes. Yeah. The rock on the stretch. Cincy. Yeah. You know, I can't quit yep. these Cincy backs. So, yeah. And, and he was, he was uh, a seventh round. I think they picked him, but he, the, the, the Dolphins had him originally. Yeah. And got plucked. And it's like, oh, okay. There's Jared. Go get it, buddy. Scotty Washington was also out there. And I'm like, man. I feel like he was forever ago, but he's not. This is only his second season. So right. <laughs> it's like, oh man, I thought you were expired a long time ago. That's that's the humbling part of all of this, right? Is the the names start to bleed together. And... Yes. Yes. So in looking ahead to the to what's going to happen this weekend, you know, we talked about CJ Stroud and his first taste of action. Well, speaking of first taste of action, we've got the other first round quarterbacks that are going to make their debuts. And I can tell you for one, Anthony Richardson against the Indianapolis for the Indianapolis Colts, he's playing against the bills and he's playing against the Bills starters mm. on defense. Maybe there could be one or two that don't play on defense, but our expectation is that the Bills starters are going to play for a quarter. And so welcome Anthony Richardson. Um, that should be fun to, to see how that all un, un, unfolds. A, a guy that has played a whole lot less football, than C.J. Stroud at the college level. What does it look like for him? It'll be interesting to contrast the two. And then, oh, by the way, Bryce Young is going against the Jets' defense. The Jets already played a preseason game. Yeah. So I think there are going to be some big-time tests uh, for those two young players against AFC East defenses that are obviously very talented. Um, Wow, that's a good point. All three of them against an AFC East defense. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's really interesting. Um, let's see. You have the Ravens putting up their twenty-three game wins preseason win streak. Oh man, is it? Is it? I forgot Eagles. about that. Is it really a twenty-three? Ravens, Ravens at home favored by four and a half. Wow. Okay. Put, so head on over to Fanduel. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Get in on some action for at MNT Bank Stadium. Um, the Packers and Bengals play tonight at seven o'clock, which I think is an interesting game, obviously with who's going to play for green Bay. You'd expect Jordan love probably to get some time. Yeah. Uh, needs the time, but you probably won't see Bakhtiari or Ogden Jenkins. I would guess. Right. Like, you kind of know what those guys are. Is it worth playing them for the evaluation of the quarterback? I don't know. How about Bucks and Steelers, where, like, I think we have a legitimate battle between Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. And, folks, I, I mean, that does not sound very compelling, but that's a legitimate battle for a starting quarterback job. And I don't think there's many of those out there right now. Going up against the Steelers, I don't know what the intention is for playing starters, but if you are deciding between Trask and Mayfield, they both got to play. And so that's very meaningful for them. And I that another is probably that is probably the only quarterback position that is a legitimate battle in the league right now. Right. Because we it feels like Sam Howell's the guy in Washington, Desmond Ritter, who the Dolphins will get to see tonight. Mm-hmm. He's the the guy for the Falcons. I think that's it. I mean, it's I mean, has Houston hasn't really declared their starter, right? But I mean Stroud started the first preseason right. game. Right. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, the Colts, I guess, is Richardson slash Minshew. But when you have that first-round guy, rookie, you just know it's a matter of time. Where you have Mayfield. I think, all, I think all three rookies are starting in week one. Wow. 
Um, well, the fourth quarterback drafted was Will Levis. And what's fascinating there, you have Will Levis and Mal- uh, Malik Willis against the Bears as well. I mean, that you want to talk about meaningful situation, right? I mean, they both can't be the future starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. Right. So I guess the Titans will – I mean, surely they're going to roster three. That would be my, my expectation which is a little different. I think most teams like to roster two quarterbacks. But when you've got Tannehill, who's going to be your starter, and recent day two picks, I think you got to you got to keep him around. Talk about stoppable force meeting movable object with the Tennessee O-line against the Bears D-line. <laughs> Somebody better come out of that feeling good about what they did. And if you didn't feel good about what you did coming out of that, then you probably get asked some hard questions. Usually in preseason, the D lines kind of eat, you know. Usually, usually, but usually, but <laughs> see what the Bears got. Some athletic quarterbacks are they got to deal with in Willis and Levis. That's right. Um, the other thing that we had intended to talk about in the pre-show was this question of roster cuts. And it came up, you brought it up because of Sean McDermott Mm -hmm. was mad that, or not mad, but he did not like one cut down at the end of the preseason. It didn't seem like it. Yeah, he's just like, hey, yeah, well, because he was asked, this year it's different. You only get one cut down day from 90 to 53 as opposed to like, in the past it was two or three at times. Right. He was asked about it. You cut from 90 to 80. And then 80 to, was it 75? And then from 75 to 53? Yeah. And it always made that last preseason game weird because you're you're just trying to get through it, but you don't have as many players. Uh, but McDermott was asked about it, and he was very kind of dismissive. He's like, you know, we just have to adjust. We just have to adapt and adjust. It's like, okay, that wasn't like, that definitely wasn't, hey, we really like that because we want to have these guys for as long as possible to really get the full opportunity to evaluate. It seems like there com- becomes a point in time where you just have too many players and it's potentially taking away from, you know, the guys that are actually going to be around for you. And the thing that I I don't like about one big cut is that entire preseason process is like collecting more information. And if you just have the same amount of players, it doesn't afford you the chance to wean more reps to to guys and hopefully collect more information. So do you have a group of guys that you just don't give any reps to and kind of the writings on the wall and they're not like they, they know they're going to be cut within two weeks of them actually being cut because you want to try to prefer and prefer other players to get the reps to evaluate and like really ask yourself like, Spots 51 through 60, like that can be pretty hard decisions to make for some teams. But if I'm still out here and my 90th ranked player who I know is not going to be on my team is taking reps that that's 55th ranked player could otherwise take, like I wouldn't like that either. Let me, let me toss something out there. And, and this is inspired through listening to Brandon being the Bills GM talk about the challenges that he has with undrafted free agents. And he's like, guys don't want to come here because they're probably not going to make the roster. And so he had, he's had to come up with like narratives that he can pitch to agents and players to get UDFAs to sign with the bills. And, and 
one of his talking points that he talked about was like, hey, we have guys like Jamarcus Ingram and Kingsley Jonathan where, you know, they were UDFAs and we gave them opportunity and they wound up getting chances to be on 53-man rosters, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the things that McDermott said in answering that is, you know, part of what they do is obviously they want to sort through these players for themselves, but they want to put them in these players in position to showcase themselves for the rest of the league too, right? As they're trying to fill out practice squads and the, you know, the moves that happen in season. And uh, maybe your silver lining there is for teams that might be a little bit deeper that have this perception that UDFAs don't want to go there. If you do a solid by these guys in that third preseason game and really do give them a meaningful exposure, maybe that's a bargaining chip that's useful for a team that, uh, you know, that's pretty, pretty deep. If I, if I've got a 90 man roster and I got to play a third preseason game, nobody in the top 40 of my, 100% rosters play, right. right? Right. Like it's so if you if you're expecting your starters to play in the preseason, your your dry runs probably the second game if you're playing three games. If you play in the Hall of Fame game, maybe your third game. But that final preseason game for me should be all about 45 through 90. You got yeah. 90 guys to pick from. Yeah. So, that's my thoughts on it. That is going to do it for us here on this episode and this week of Locked On NFL Scouting. I'm Kyle Krabs. He is Joe Marino. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Make it a great weekend. Enjoy the football. We have made it. The full slate and schedule is upon us, and we are diving in. And we'll be back again on Monday to talk about whatever the storylines are that stood out to us. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.